0: I listen to The Diaries because it sparks ideas for new adventures. Whether it is an episode about an epic adventure or a backyard micro adventure, I start thinking about my next adventure. I'm inspired by the people and their stories to go a little farther and dig a little deeper. If you want to add more spark to your adventurous ideas, consider subscribing to The Diaries Plus today. I'm Crystal, a longtime listener from the foothills of the Blue Ridge Mountains in North Carolina.
1: Thanks to everyone who has subscribed to The Diaries Plus. It's been awesome, and you're powering the show as we move into the future. If you're interested in subscribing today, there's a link in the show notes. Please join. Now, on to the show. The Diaries turns 300 today, and...
2: And by The Diaries turns 300 years. It's 300th The 300th episode, not that it's 300, 300 years, years I feel that way right
1: now. Yeah. I will not lie to you. I feel that way. <laughs> um, no, and you guys were like asking, like, what stands out to you? And you're you're just like, this is my, like, I'll be honest, this is my f***ing life. Like, it's like, I've, I've,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I've, like, it, it's sort of funny, like, what stands out to you life? And you're like, uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, what stands out and I just say I'm grateful for it all and I think that a lot of the everyone who's like worked on the show I would I would kind of say feels pretty similarly because it's it's crazy how you do something for this long that's community based that's powered by everyone who's listening right now and you do that for that long and you you like become the fabric you become mm-hmm. like the forest floor you become this thing and it's like sometimes you don't totally know where you begin and the community starts and where you end and the community ends Mm -hmm. you know but just it just feels that Mm -hmm. way Mm -hmm. even even like when you might personally feel like pretty isolated or like Mm -hmm. pretty being like I'm stuck in an office like doing something I think what's so neat is to see this was an idea and this idea wasn't necessarily like my own it was more like I I saw other people telling stories like this but they weren't telling them about the outdoors. And I thought, "Oh, well, it would be cool if I I could take this and and go run with this and bring this sort of style of things and it, and it, we evolved it in our own way and then and then other people have taken it and run with it on their own and it's it is it's just cool to be a part of something that feels bigger than yourself. Mm-hmm. And um it's cool to see how the community around this has powered um, ideas that that run into other people's lives that they carry through, that will be passed on to other people. And it's part of this kind of cool evolving process of being a part of the outdoor community. Mm. And that's- No,
2: I love it. that. I mean, I feel like we're all part of this big spinning wheel, whether we're a producer on the show or somebody that listens or somebody that started it. It's, it all, everything factors into the next, um, the stories that we get are inspired by our community of people. I feel like we're
1: about to like ask people for money right now, which we aren't. <laughs> I feel like if this were NPR, I'd be like, now is a perfect time to donate. I'm like, yeah, not really, but like, yeah. Yeah, this is No, so sorry, I cut you off, I didn't mean to do that, but yeah, that was no, like hilarious. Is, I totally was like- This is not a drive. The, this is where the big <laughs> pledge drive ass comes in. No, nope, nope, okay. No. What were you going to say? Sorry.
2: No, we're just getting sappy because we love our community. Like we love the people that give us stories and pitch us stories. And then the people that hear the stories and do something with them. It's just awesome. Um,
1: what do we got today? Tell us about today's story. Okay. This is good. I, I think this just tell us about what, what are we going to do today? So it's a cool story.
2: It is. It's great. So in honor of our awesome community, we have a story for you guys today about um, our listeners taking an an idea from one of our stories and really running with it. So last year we published a story called Shenanigans and it was about two long distance friends who sent outdoor challenges back and forth to keep their climbing partnership alive. And so today we're going to bring you a story of four women who carried on Mike and Scott's tradition and we think it's pretty fun. That's awesome. You want to say your name?
1: Oh yeah. I'm Fitzgerald.
2: <laughs> I'm Cordelia Zars.
1: You're listening to the Dirtbag Diaries.
2: So if you didn't hear our episode called Shenanigans last year, here's a short recap. Mike Flanagan and Scott Gwyn bonded over their love of climbing. They got out on some unforgettable adventures when they lived together in San Diego. But when Mike moved to Colorado, they had to get creative about how to keep their climbing partnership alive. Each time Scott visited Mike in Boulder, he seemed to leave something behind.
3: Oh, I've got your water bottle. Do you want me to send it to you? And he's like, no, no, it's fine. Just hold on to it. And then a couple weeks later, he's like, oh, I've got, like, one of your quick draws. And I was like, oh, do you want me to send it to you? He's like, no. And then I think he must have come to visit or something. And I ended up with, like, a bunch of your clothes. It was, like, your basketball shorts, a shirt.
2: Mike had a small room. He stuffed them in a package and scribbled out Scott's address.
3: I don't know if there was a thought that triggered it, but somehow I was like, oh, I should send along a written challenge to Scott. As long as I'm sending this box, I should also include, like, a handwritten challenge. The first challenge that came up was the Scott Santee Challenge. Rules. Complete the listed circuit of boulder problems in order within one hour car to car. The whole car to car mission has to be caught in a single continuous GoPro capture. Every problem has to be completed in a clean manner. Complete the mission by July 1st, 2019 and you win. Standard six pack bet rules apply. Acceptance of this six-pack bet may only be received via physical mail, included as a postcard for your accepting convenience. He knows when he writes this that I'm going to accept it. Like no matter what he writes on here. Like when I first read it over, I was like, oh, this this shouldn't be hard at all. I remember like sending him a response that was potentially quite arrogant. Uh, like oh, like I'll have it done by the end of the week or something.
2: Mike and Scott continued to send challenges of escalating difficulty to each other over the years. Through this exchange, they maintained a close friendship, even when they lived a thousand miles apart.
4: We listened to a Dirtbag Diaries episode a while ago and
2: loved the idea. This is Emmy Gall, and here's her friend Andrea Noble. She goes by Andy. I had been doing a bunch of solo hikes in the
5: White Mountains of New Hampshire, and then I signed you up to start coming with me um and yeah on one of our many like hike conversations of like many hours in the mountains it like came up that we like both heard this podcast we're like you know just kind of like spitballing and I mean you were the one who was like what if we did that
4: (laughs) yeah I know I just love the idea of it so much and I think we knew we were gonna be quarantined for a while and Just like not getting to go on adventures or I guess we were still relatively new friends at that point. And so finding ways to continue building our friendship was important to me. And it sounded like a fun thing we could do together.
2: Andy and Emmy met in college in Maine, but only started adventuring together after they graduated. They're both live wires, a lot of energy, a lot of spirit. And they both love a good, spontaneous mountain adventure. So when Andy lived in Boston and Emmy lived in Portland, Maine, they'd meet in the middle for weekends in the White Mountains. They climbed peaks, explored new trails, talked for hours about post-grad life. Their personalities meshed right away. I feel like when I describe
5: Emmy to other people, I say she's just, like, super gung-ho, stoked for anything, like, down for anything. I'll, like, suggest something, and she's like, always says yes.
4: You're one of my, like, few friends who...
2: Also, says yes to everything, but you always follow through. Once COVID shut down the country, Andy and Emmy's adventures became fewer and farther between. They both left the East Coast to be with their families during quarantine. Andy drove from Boston back to her family's ranch in Wyoming, and Emmy returned to her home in North Carolina and then moved to Colorado for a few months. They chatted about the way Mike and Scott had used their challenges to keep up their friendship while living apart. And Andy and Emmy decided they would give it a shot. Yeah,
5: it was kind of a way to, like, keep up the momentum of the, like, doing outdoor stuff together and, like, connecting over that while, like, knowing we were going to be apart for an undetermined amount of time.
2: They spent a few months inventing their challenges and then met up in Colorado on Valentine's Day 2021 to exchange them. Because their locations were shifting so much throughout the pandemic, they decided to give each other a whole list of challenges to complete over a year. The challenge
4: for Emesha M. from Andrew C. Noble. Timeline must be completed by December 31st, 2021 at 11.59 p.m. The tasks.
2: Complete two triathlons, one winter, one summer. Andy's challenge for Emmy went on to suggest various activities she might choose for her triathlons, including skiing, snowshoeing, building a snowman, and for the summer, kayaking, hiking, beach volleyball. Andy would get to decide the distances once Emmy had chosen her three sports.
4: Failure to complete will result in eternal disappointment. May the odds be ever in your favor.
5: And Emmy has hers on this, like, beautiful paper that was, like, rolled up in a delicate little scroll that I had to, like, undo, and I had to sign it. And it was, like, very, very official. Dear Ms. Andrea C. Noble, your 2021 challenge is upon you.
2: Andy had told Emmy she was about to move away from Boston and take a job in the Mountain West. So Emmy tailored the challenge to help Andy do a final lap of the eastern states, Maine, Vermont, and New Hampshire. Hike to
5: the top of Mount Moosaloc or Mount Hancock and sled down its snow-covered trails. Eat a slice of pie at Lou's in Hanover.
2: Camp in a few spots in the Midwest as she drove across the country, and then explore wherever she ended up in the Rockies.
5: Hike at least three new 12,000-foot peaks in the Rockies. As you complete the tasks, my asks is that you send updates and preferably photos too. Best of luck,
2: Emmy. March, Emmy set out to complete her first triathlon challenge in Steamboat Springs.
4: It was so much fun. So I did one of them. Um, I was visiting a friend of mine, Aaron, and we planned out kind of a whole adventure across Steamboat. So basically we parked one car at the ski resort, like at the base, and then we drove across to This big park that's kind of in the center of town called Emerald, and we cross-country skied like four miles up the mountain and then down, and then we threw our stuff in my car, put on our running shoes, and ran, I think it was like maybe four miles to the other side of town to our car at the base of the ski mountain, and then we went and skied, I don't know how many vertical feet, we didn't actually count, but it was a lot. Then at the very end of the day, um, we jumped in the Yampa, so uh, got some extra credit points there. In the middle of winter, it was cold.
5: (laughs) Well, so it turns out that I did my first challenge the same weekend she did her first challenge. And I don't remember who, like, texted whom first, but somebody you know, started it and was like, oh, I'm like doing my challenge this weekend. And I was like, I'm doing my challenge this weekend. And so it was kind of cool because then we were doing it at the same time. But like, I was in New Hampshire, Emmy was in Colorado, but like every so often I would like get a a bit of phone service and would like get an update from Emmy that was like, just completed
2: a ski or like just ran. That day, Andy tackled the second item on her list, hiking Mount Hancock and Mount Moosalock And sledding down.
5: Emmy had told me, like, forever how she had, like, gone to this mountain one time and, like, sled down it, and it was, like, a casual afternoon, and she, like, brought actual plastic sleds, and I was like, yeah, so it's gonna be, like, a casual mountain. This is, like, a... very very steep like straight down drop off and I was like if I actually was in a plastic sled right now like I could potentially just run into a tree and not be okay (laughs) there was like one moment where I was a little bit like maybe this is a bad idea because I am alone but it was fine all right here is our first dispatch of outdoor challenge 2021 we are on the north peak of mount hancock it is a ridiculously beautiful day blue sky, um, hard trails, although they're melting fast, and I think some really good butt sliding conditions. Um, so I didn't have a sled, like everybody had bought all the sleds cause like we had had a big snowstorm the week before. And so I brought like a plastic bag and like poked holes in it and wore it like a diaper. And then like referred to it as my diaper sled and then was like wearing it as I was like hiking between like the parts where you could sled and just like cackling uncontrollably to myself alone in the woods. Diaper sled. This is fine. Can't wait till I run into somebody.
1: Oh yeah. This is gonna
5: work. Okay, we're off the trail. I'm doing great. Hold on. Oh man, just gotta get out of the tree. It's all good. It's all good. And there's no steering on the diaper sled, but we're back in business. Like I would not have had like that silly of a day. Like I probably would have like hiked and I would have been more like goal oriented. Like I need to like knock off this like next summit or whatever, but instead I was just like, this is ridiculous and I love it. Ah! <laughs> all right, we're gonna stop filming for a second. <laughs> And then even, like, on my drive home when I was exhausted, I, like, brushed the back of my pants or, like, something and then discovered I had, like, a gaping hole on, like, the whole back of my pants and I had just come out of, like, the gas station and I was, like, nice. <laughs> so there was just so many moments where I was just, like, laughing so hard to myself Um, and it just felt good that, like, Emmy had made me do that
4: even from afar. Andy, I had yeah. so much joy knowing that I made you rip your pants from afar.
5: (laughs) I'm going to give you the pants. (laughs)
4: I'm going to frame them.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Andy and Emmy continued checking off the challenges on their list through the spring and early summer. When I talked to them back in May, they were preparing for a big reunion in Maine in June to complete a combined challenge that sounded more absurd than any so far. And so I'm really
5: excited about that because like I have some main things on my list and then she has her triathlon and after the last time we talked to Cordelia that kind of like spiraled out of control it might
4: be like a decathlon I'm not really sure. (laughs) It's just funny that what started as like a remote challenge turned into us making the effort to actually be together that one weekend Yeah, I love that. And I feel like that's just like, that's emblematic of our friendship. I feel like we decide on something and we make it happen. And I'm also just really excited about expanding our triathlon to a decathlon. And maybe adding in some other fun activities like crab walking and lobster roll eating and badminton. We have to do a canoe race. Except you can't use a paddle, you can only use your hands. I told you, it spiraled.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Though Andy and Emmy still have a few challenges on their list to complete before the year ends, they've already learned a lot from this exchange. I think growing up, I
4: definitely took myself more seriously. Like I was like, intense school, intense sports, like intense human and I feel like the more I've gotten older I just care about like having fun with my friends and like doing silly things and I think just finding ways to like continue being a silly person in real life whether that's at work or with my friends or doing an outdoor challenge and whatever that's going to be like I want to achieve something and do something that's like A fun activity, but I think I've just reinforced myself that like my values have changed a little bit to be less serious and finding opportunities for that as my life is like more and more structured and serious. As for Andy. I have
5: spent all of this time this past year like alone and like spending a lot of time outdoors and there are moments where that's really lonely, but other moments where like I have just thrived, like, by myself. And so I feel like it's also been really cool to look at this list and, like, at one point in my life, I probably would have felt like I needed somebody to do it with me. Whereas now, like, when I look at this and I imagine what it looks like, like, it's just me doing it. It's not, like, me trying to find a friend who could come with me because, like, I don't want to go alone. Like, eh. instead of just, like, no, like, I'm going to have a great time by myself with my dog. She's included in all of it. And so that's been, like, really... Cool too to just kind of like revalidate that, like I can do a lot of things like by myself and have a really fun time.
2: After the break, two other go-getters take the torch and run. Stay with us.
1: Support for the diaries comes from Ketone IQ. As I've been getting more and more into longer runs and bike rides, I found myself fighting with my mind. As the miles extend, I feel like my reactions get slower and I make more mistakes, like tripping or falling or just kind of feeling slightly out of sync descending on the bike. On those big days, I've been using Ketone IQ to help my brain keep fueled and sharp. I want to have fun, not bonk. Here's the science. Ketones already exist in your body. When you push up against your boundaries, your body begins to convert stored fat into ketones, which your brain prefers consuming. With Ketone IQ, I feed my brain so my muscles can use the glucose I get from whatever else I eat on the trail. Riders of the Tour de France have been taking the same approach. I am definitely not as fast, but I can apply the same thinking. Give it a try. You save 30% off your first subscription order at ketone.com backslash dirtbagdiaries. Once again, that's ketone.com backslash dirtbagdiaries. The link is in the show notes. Please check it out. Support comes from Kuat Racks. The Piston SR is a single-rail bike rack that easily mounts on most roof racks, overlanding utility racks, and truck bed rack systems. The dual-ratcheting piston arm grabs your tires and makes no contact with the bike frame. So, that's better for your bike, right? Plus, the rack has an all-metal construction, genuine Kashima coat, and integrated cable locks. That translates to being super burly. Kuat has taken their Piston Pro X and elevated it find more details at kuat.com kuat because you will absolutely love this rack this episode of the dirtbag diaries is sponsored by better help hey we all have different stressors in our lives and figuring out how to work and grow through them is part of being human for me being outside moving my body it's always been a critical part of my mental health and maybe for you too, but there's also been times where no amount of fresh air or exertion would have gotten me through what was weighing me down. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and grow. Talking with a therapist can help you learn how to set boundaries, develop positive coping skills, or manage a difficult life transition. Here's how it works. Go to the website, answer a few questions, and BetterHelp will match you with a licensed therapist. The appointments are all online, so it's convenient to schedule. Get it off your chest with better help. Visit betterhelp.com backslash diaries to get ten percent off your first month. That's BetterHelp, help h e l p dot com slash diaries.
6: So when COVID hit, I was living in Wilson, Wyoming and spending a lot of my time either backcountry or cross-country skiing. And then as spring turned, I turned to running. And the Dirtbag Diaries is one of my favorite podcasts to run to. And so I'll never forget this day, like running along the bike path in Wilson, listening to the Shenanigans episode and really thinking, oh, my goodness, like this is something that I could do
2: something with. This is Hannah Black. Her longtime adventure buddy is Fiona Noonan who at the time lived in Bend, Oregon. They met as undergrads and began adventuring together after they graduated, backpacking in the Oregon wilderness, road tripping to Montana, igniting their shared passions for botany and geology by poring over plants and rocks along the trail.
6: And writing letters is something that I feel really passionate about and do a lot of in my life. And that's a way that Fiona and I have always stayed connected. So knowing that Fiona and I already had that connection and had a similar just style in our adventure made me want to initiate this challenge for her.
0: So I also listened to the Dirtbag Diaries on my runs and had just listened to it basically when I got the letter. And so as soon as it was like shenanigans challenge, I was like, oh, oh, we know what this is. This is good.
2: Fiona received her first challenge in April 2020. I had to sneak a poem
0: to a friend. I had to go on some kind of off trail adventure and drink a beer. I had to draw a plant of some kind. And so I kind of drew something basically in my backyard. And oh, I had to draw it at three different um, scales too, Um, which is very scientific. You know, the bet was a six pack, classic shenanigans plus handmade or homemade cottonwood bud salve. And so there was kind of the creative element in what I would get in return for the challenge, which also had a creative
2: element in it. Fiona completed her first challenge at the end of June. She sent photos of her adventures and the three-part flower drawing back in the mail and received a six-pack and handmade cottonwood salve in exchange. A few weeks later, Fiona sent off a challenge for Hannah.
6: So the one I got was running based. So there was a minimum mileage and a minimum elevation gain, um, which I think was eight miles and at least a thousand feet of elevation gain trail running. And then at the highest point in elevation on the run, I got to make a nature art creation. So kind of inspired by the artist Andy Goldsworthy, if you've ever heard of him. And then at the end to drink a beer um, and prove by like holding it over my head <laughs> that it was empty. And so that one was really fun and challenged me to get better at trail running because I wasn't loving running big hills and had to run up this Farron's Ridge, which is this big ridge outside of Jackson. Oh, it had to be on a new trail. That was part of it. So I had, I like trained to then run this new trail that was a lot of consistent elevation
2: gain. It took Hannah several weeks to train for and finish her trail running challenge. She made it to the top of Farron's Ridge in mid August, drank her beer, and sent photo documentation of her victory to Fiona.
6: Done! We did it!
2: When Hannah got back home to Wilson, she spent a few weeks dreaming up Fiona's next challenge and then sent that off in the mail in September. By the time Fiona received the letter, she had moved from Bend to Boise.
0: So this also became a theme of like, where are either of us located? How do we figure out how to challenge someone in a place they barely know? And that challenge was, I had to bike a certain distance to a new-to-me piece of public land. And then I had to run minimum four miles or something, and then bike back on the way home, stop at a new-to-me bakery, get a loaf of sourdough bread, go home, try the sourdough bread, and then record a review of it in the style of the podcast, The Anthropocene Reviewed. So I was like showing up really sweaty to this bakery, biking home with bread, and then just standing in my kitchen, like, recording. I think I recorded, like, three different takes of it before I, like, figured out how to fully get it all to work. That was the sound of my brand new toaster oven being used for the first time ever on sourdough bread that I just got from Zeppeli, one of the very few, surprisingly few, bakeries in the city of Boise. It's surprising to me in a way because sourdough itself is such an old standby,
2: according to NPR, which I very much trust in.
0: (laughs) Sourdough has been around since at
2: least. Once Fiona completed a successful take of her bread review, she zipped that along with other photos from her challenge off to Hannah. A few weeks later, in November, Fiona sent Hannah her next challenge.
6: My second challenge was uh, a bit of a logistical headache um, but very fun. It was ski season based. And so I needed to self propel at least one mile to approach two different ski areas in the Jackson area. Um, And so for this, I used a lot of support. So I had to run to Snow King, skin Snow King, ski down, pick up a pastry um, along the way, and then go over to the Jackson Hole Mountain Resort, um, self-propel there, either running or cross-country skiing, and I opted for cross-country skiing, take like lifts up to the highest point I could get to, and at that top spot to sketch the view and to consume the pastry, um, and then get back down within a certain amount of time. And that one I finished within three minutes of the time limit. So it was definitely a, a tighter one, um, but it was um, pretty wild and I ended up using three different pairs of skis.
2: Hannah and Fiona's challenges escalated from there, and not just athletically.
0: Hannah made this amazing so you know the challenge is physically mailed and it was a snowflake theme the whole way through. And so it was a map shaped like a snowflake that had six different pieces you could peel back to reveal the different parts of the challenge. And then I got to choose my own adventure in terms of which way around the snowflake I
2: went. Fiona peeled back the first snowflake fold. To
0: bake seitan, the like gluten-based vegetarian meat alternative (laughs) in the shape of a snowflake, I had to glitter bomb a friend, which Cordelia, you might recall um, you have been glitter bombed by us.
2: Mid-challenge, Fiona and Hannah tracked down the Duct Tape Than Beer office address and sent a letter to me. It took a few months for me to get it because during COVID, the office was closed and I work from Colorado. But one winter day this year, an envelope arrived for me in the mail from two people I didn't know. I opened it, had a surprise glitter explosion in the living room, and unfolded a letter detailing their glorious account of the challenges traded back and forth for the past year. I have to say, it really made my day. But the glitter bomb wasn't the last item on Fiona's challenge. She also had to teleski and dig a snow pit to identify snow crystals.
0: Hi, welcome to the mini pit. Um, Due to significant compaction, there really aren't crystals anymore. But there's a sweet, sweet layer of what my uneducated opinion thinks is grapple on top. And after about six
3: centimeters, that turns into- And then
0: I had to cross country ski or run in the shape of a stellar dendrite. Um, And it had to be big enough that it was visible on a GPS tracker. That's pretty neat. How neat is that? Bye-bye now. Skiing this um, this snowflake shape, because I had no idea what I was doing, just shuffling around this flat area trying to make a snowflake and feeling so silly and also so stoked because it was something I would have never, ever done. And I guess also the moment when I looked at the tracker after I was finished and was like, oh, that worked, that's exciting. Just stands out as one of the goofiest things that I've done so far and very very representative, I feel like, of the challenges we've been giving each other which are oftentimes like pure nonsense as they're supposed to be.
2: Through this exchange of challenges, Hannah and Fiona have expanded their friendship in ways they never would have imagined across the miles.
0: I think the biggest thing I want to carry forward is that this has become kind of a key part of our friendship. So I guess what I want to carry forward is like that this is still kind of an awesome way to to stay in touch and to learn about where the other person's living. And we both move a lot. And I think that's been a really cool part of this that I definitely foresee going forward. You know, right now, Hannah's about to move to a new place again. So I'm going to get to see into her world in a way that I probably won't in real life for for quite a while still, most likely. Hannah will be that friend who's there and up for anything and also so able to have a really good time with whatever the circumstances are. She's there waiting and excited with me for for how this silly thing plays out.
6: I think to me has taught me how... Tight our friendship is, and that the things that feel like they're intan like not very tangible when you're far away from each other can still happen, being able to adventure and the goofiness absolutely and I think another thing is that while it's goofy and outside, I feel pushed in an exciting way by these challenges and like physically challenged in a way that's really cool. And I think something that isn't necessarily something I get from other friendships and that Fiona like knows exactly that level to push me at. And hopefully I'm finessing the level to push her is really cool. And I think it makes us better outdoors people um, and able to even have even more fun when we're together. (laughs)
1: Thank you, Andy and Emmy, Hannah and Fiona, for sharing your story. In June, Andy and Emmy completed their combined decathlon, which involved canoeing, running, swimming, eating a whole strawberry cake, bird watching, and watching the sunset. Pretty awesome. Good work, everyone. Thanks again to Mike and Scott for kicking off all this fun. We love our community. Keep the stories coming, seriously, please. Music today from Publishers of the Quest, Cordelia Zars, Kai Engel, and Brennan O'Connell. The tracks are courtesy of the Artists or Free Music Archive. Jacob Bain and Nis Koto composed our theme song. You can find the links to the artists at our website, dirtbagdiaries.com. This episode was produced by Cordelia Zars and edited by Becca Cahal. Illustration by Walker Cahal. graphics by Anya Miller. Becca Cahal is our executive producer. I'm Fitz Cajal, and you've been listening to the Dirtbag Diaries. Thanks for tuning in.